0: What's up and welcome to episode 32 of What Lies Beneath, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new to hockey and hockey fans looking to have fun. And if you're a hockey fan not having fun right now, something's wrong with you. Okay, it's not hockey. We've got to talk about the playoffs, and we have a brand new playoff segment title that you voted on. I know you can't wait for this. We'll share that with you. The Western Conference Finals, the Eastern Conference Finals, the bracket update. I'm super pumped, and this will kind of deal with no dumb questions and hockey history. Unrivaled, the Detroit Red Wings-Colorado Avalanche rivalry, which I've talked about uh, in length on this podcast before. So much going on right now. Let's get to it. Welcome to What Lies Beneath, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans. Let's go. And
1: how you doing? My name is Jeff Janusic, and this is my co-host and friend Joey Cirillo. So, dude, how are you? What's up, brother? I'm doing pretty good. We are recording on today's Wednesday. Yeah, today's. I'm losing track of the days. It's I'm gone. I'm and totally I know we're going to get into it, but those abs look pretty damn good last night. So I'm feeling pretty good because I'm riding them all the way to the championship. So let's go abs. So we'll get into that when we talk about our new playoff segment. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, life is good. I do feel like I'm coming out of the. The wild, weird
1: podcast days of May, like that was—I
0: I went through some weird podcast stuff, man.
1: It was selfishly—I'm um, a little upset that you're coming out of it because I think our best content is when you're in the weird place, like when you start going into the depths. Like I can see it physically and once we start doing video people will be able to see it too once the hair gets ruffled and the collar gets loose i'm like oh shit here we go it's there it's there i just (laughs) uh you know my eyes are sinking
0: deeper into my head yeah the bags under my eyes that's the look still there but i feel mentally a little more aware so hopefully the face catches up over time yeah you look good man you look not
1: keep aging i don't really yeah we can't stop that we'll figure that out maybe so
0: last episode we talked about naming our playoff segment because it's not Mm -hmm. cracking stuff. It's not cracking reaction. We Mm -hmm. can't get into that. So we put out some options as to what should we call it. And this week on Twitter, we put it up for a vote. So Joey, would you like to announce what officially our playoff segment is going to be called here on what lies
1: beneath the playoff segment will officially be called playoff shit. Should we say that at the same time? Like one, two, Two, three three. playoff Playoff shit. shit. And I'm leaving that one, two, three in there. Yeah, no, please do. People need to hear how how the uh, how the sausage is made here. Exactly right. I mean, like we're very (laughs) we're we're lifting up the curtain for everybody. And I will say really quickly, which I say this all the time, and then I do some roundabout thing for ten minutes. But I will say I'm actually genuinely surprised by this. I I don't have any expectations of how people would vote, but I didn't think it would be like overwhelming majority went for playoff shit.
0: You know maybe they're cool? maybe they're
1: missing the kraken shit, which I saw like I understand because I miss Kraken
0: shit. I think we're kind of like an alt Kraken podcast anyway. Yeah. You know, we're not super stat guys. We're not, you know, sitting in the press box writing down every score. We're very mm-hmm. meme centric, right? Sort of thing. So yeah. like we've kind of owned the kraken shit thing, which we totally need to get the what lies beneath lawyers on that. Yeah, we do. To copyright that. We yeah. totally should.
1: Um need legal team.
0: Yeah, exactly. You, Before we
1: get sued also. cat. For something cat is like the legal player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, <laughs> anyway, like, so it just kind of, it fits. It fits. And I love it. And it was overwhelming. Like 65% of the vote went
1: for playoff shit. Yeah. so I, I'm all for it, man. Like, listen, you right. and I talked about it last episode. We said, you know what? Let's let the people vote and they can decide. And it's a done deal. And it's not just, you know, this season. It's moving forward too. So. Yep. Everyone has a legit voice in how we shape this podcast. And it's also, you know, a way for us to be like, we don't know. So here, we'll put on you. (laughs) Well, thank you. It sounds like we're including you, but we're also being like, fuck, man, I don't know. So you all decide. You're part of this thing. (laughs) You
0: are part of the Kraken pod. We are the Kraken pod together. And thank you for voting, by the way, at Kraken pod on Twitter, across social media. And I'll use this time right now to say, like, leave those ratings wherever you listen on Apple, you know, podcasts and Spotify, whatever. That'd be awesome. But let's get to it. Let's get into some playoff shit. Round three. Fight. That was awkward how I kind of let it hang.
1: Yeah, but second. whatever. We have to leave that in there because people need to hear the progression of playoff shit. So, you know, we'll figure it out. So where do you want to start? Where do you want
0: to start? There's so much to cover. So much has happened. Yes. You know, the Western Conference Finals, which we've already had one game. That yes. was last night. We're recording this on Wednesday, June 1st. Mm-hmm. Um the Avalanche and the Oilers, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers. Oh I was really God. pulling for Carolina. Yeah. Um, the Rangers. I don't. I don't know if I don't like them. I, I. I don't know if I do like them. I'm not sure. But I can tell you one thing.
1: I am not betting against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm not betting on them either. I do feel like the Lightning are going to advance and they're going to beat the Rangers. The one. Okay. So I guess we're going to get into the Eastern conference uh, finals now. That's fine. I'm with you. Like, I don't, I like the Rangers. I've been on them for a while now. I actually had them in this matchup, but I had them against Florida. The reason why I like the Rangers, because I feel like they've really grown over the course of the playoffs. Igor has really started to settle in. I mean, Mm -hmm. he was shaky. Um, He was shaky to start, especially against the pens. He was pulled twice since then. He's been playing out of his damn mind. And he's really the only goalie that can go toe to toe with the Vasilevsky. That matchup is going to be incredible. I forgot who said it, but somebody said something like, "Colorado Edmonton is like, oh my god, look at all this scoring." But also, what are goalies? And then in the other, the Eastern Conference Finals, it's like. Look at these goalies. Like, like, I mean, we're getting really the best of both worlds here. So I'm super pumped on it. But I really believe, and we can get into some more analysis here in a second. I really believe that the only chance that the Rangers have of making this a series is by turning it into Ranger shit, which is they're not the best at five on five. They're really going to have to get some penalties going because their power play is super effective. If they can somehow drag Tampa Bay into playing their game, that's how they can play upset. I don't see that happening. I just don't see it.
0: I agree with you on all points. Really? Uh, I think they're going to have to do crazy stuff to, to try and rock the Stanley cup champs, Mm -hmm. try to get them off their game because they are in a groove. They've had tons of time off. They probably golfed. They had a good time. They're relaxed. They're rested Mm -hmm. and they know how to do it. It's, it's business for them. Like, as we saw in the last series, they came into
1: town and partied. Or,
0: no, I guess the Maple Leafs, they
1: partied. Maple first Leafs, night, yeah. Right? Night one, the rumor was they are out right. in Toronto chasing ass, and they, you know, they sucked in game one. And, you know, all the Leafs fans were like, oh, yeah, here we go. And guess what? They ended up getting smoked. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was seven games, but they ended up losing. Sure, but it's business as usual. So, like, they have to try and get them off their game because these guys
0: have the formula down for yes. winning Stanley Cup championships. So the Rangers do have to muck it up and, and make things messy. And they did that against Carolina too. I think they threw them off their game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was it was tight, but they they edged them out. And I, I think this is gonna be a really good series. I, I don't know. I mean, like if Tampa Bay destroys the Rangers, if they, you know, if they win five in five or if they another sweep or whatever, mm-hmm. like that's it. Mail it in. I don't care if you're take, taking the Oilers. I don't care if you're taking the abs. They really I mean, mop up the. So it's, I think the Stanley Cup is Tampa
1: Bay's to lose, if that makes any sense. Okay. I mean, they're the two time, you know, they're the back to back champions. So I can't really argue with you there. And I also think they're going to handle the Rangers. But I don't know. I really see Colorado taking care of Edmonton. We'll go into that matchup here in a second. But I think Colorado is going to be a lot tougher of a matchup if that ends up happening than then you realize. I really, really do. That I, team is
0: deep. My bold prediction is this, is if the Lightning win in five games or less...
1: Is that what your official prediction is? Are you yes. going Lightning in five?
0: I, it, so if they... Here's what I'm saying. If okay. they win in five or less, mm-hmm. they win the Stanley Cup. Okay. If... And I think they do win the series. I say if they win in six or seven, I think they don't win the Stanley Cup. Okay. Right. And the other, the Oilers or the Avs Mm -hmm. win.
1: Who do you think wins that series? I know we're going to get into that in a second, but I'm just curious to hear your predictions now. Because we haven't talked about this yet.
0: I think we're good. I'm good with Tampa Bay. I mean, this might be a short episode, but I'm good with this Tampa Bay, New York. You know, I, I think Tampa wins this thing. I really think Tampa Bay is going to come out. I'm going
1: to say five. Does that make them a dynasty? If they end up winning the cup this year, that makes them a dynasty. I mean, three three, uh, Stanley Cup championships in a row. In a row? Yeah. That hasn't been
0: done since the 80s. Okay, that hasn't been done since the oiler Islanders, one of those teams. The Oilers or the Islanders. The I, the Oilers want a bunch. We need a, somebody fact check that. We need to, yeah.
2: we need to
1: get a fat guy. We need a legal team, <laughs> we not a fat we need, guy, a fact guy. We need more, <laughs> or but that'd be cool. It's guy. like a fat guy in the corner who just sits there. <laughs> fat, fat guy, dude. Totally need that guy. But I do not want to be fat phobic or anything like that. So don't. No, no, that. no, no, no. It's a former fat guy.
0: So um, anyway, yeah, I I think. Um, I think Tampa wins this series. I think they win the cup. Co- I'm still betting on Tampa Bay. I'm going to stick with it. So
1: that's that's it for Tampa and New York. Okay, they're a complete team. A couple of no, I mean I, t- I took a bunch here, but things that really stuck out to me, Tampa Bay so far in the postseason, they have had ten players with multiple go- goals in the playoffs. Seven uh, different players have had uh, game winning goals. Um, Steven Stamkos has not actually scored on the power play yet. I think that's going to change in this series which is kind of crazy that he hasn't really gotten going and look look what they've been able to do. Mm -hmm. That blows my mind. Uh, And and as far as the Rangers being able to kind of push people around and get penalties and be effective on the power play, they have been the more physically dominant team in both their series uh, prior. They are actually the seventh heaviest team in the NHL. So you got guys like Jacob Truba that delivers the hits. Uh, You got Revo. That's obviously an enforcer out there that completely ends with Tampa Bay they are statistically the biggest and heaviest team in the National Hockey League. Here's their blue line. Victor Hedman, 6'6", 240 pounds. Eric Cernak, 6'3", 207. And Mikhail Serkachev, 6'3", 215. I just thought that these were interesting stats because it's like, yeah. this is how the Rangers have won their past two series. And I give them a ton of credit. They were down 3-1 to the Pens and they end up winning that series. They were down 2-0 in their previous series and they end up winning that too but they've been able to push people around and really show like their 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 physical dominance that ends against Tampa Bay. They're going to have to figure something out. I don't know if that's like getting in their head or trying to like muck it up a little bit, but like that's the game they're going to have to play. I don't think Tampa falls for it. I think they're very well aware of how the Rangers play hockey and I just don't see it happening. Igor would have to play and he has been playing out of his mind. I just don't see that happening. um I don't know. I, I just, I have a really hard time seeing Tampa Bay win this series. Or so sorry, New York while uh, winning the series, your official call on this series, Tampa Bay, New York, Eastern conference finals. What is it? Oh man. I, I hate going against the Rangers because I have them. I had them in the Eastern conference finals. Heart. my heart. heart tells me Tampa Bay in six. Okay. Your Tampa Bay in spoke. six. From the heart. I'm going, yeah, I'm going. Listen, I'm a vibes guy. And my the vibes are telling me here that as much as things are really starting to come together for the Rangers, it's not going to be enough against Tampa Bay. Like, they are facing a team that is more physically dominant than them, that is deeper than they are. And, and arguably, um, you know, the team that also has like the one goalie who's better than Igor Shesterkin going against them. It's like, they check all the boxes. Good luck.
0: I hope it's... I hope it is a really tight series because, as we now transition into the Western Conference Finals, um, my friend who I mentioned uh, in the last podcast, I believe, my buddy Mike back home in Detroit. Yes, he uh, he just texted me the last night as the game one wrapped up and mm-hmm. he just wrote garbage hockey. <laughs>
1: he, he's the guy that a week ago or
0: two weeks ago was like, I miss old school yes. neutral zone trap hockey. Yeah. And I laughed because I was like, I love the scoring, but I do too. I have to agree with him. I, I want to see a tight Tampa New York Rangers series because there's just something about playoff hockey. That's super close when it's, yes, you know, goal after goal, after goal, after goal, it's just, it still feels like playoff hockey. It's just a little different. Okay. So I want to see a tighter series with Tampa and New York. So, to game one, uh huh. Last night, we're now in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. The Colorado Avalanche beat the Edmonton Oilers eight to six. Eight to six was the final score. Yeah. And they, you know, it, it was goal after goal. It was a slug fest. It was intense. I mean, look, I, I, I'm wondering, and I want your take on this, mm-hmm. you know, I'm looking back at the last series and that first game, Calgary, Oilers,
1: that was, what, 10 to 7? That was insane. It Yeah, it was crazy, high-scoring, what are goalies? I mean, it was just batshit hockey. You know, I like everyone was saying that we talked about in the last podcast when I asked the question, because I saw everybody saying, this is, you know, 1980s hockey. I didn't understand what that meant. But that was when... Um, you know, goalies really didn't understand how to really play the position like they do today. And then we talked about your boy, Patrick Waugh and how he came in and really changed the game. Right. And yeah. how he yeah. how he, you know, developed a playing style, just better goaltending, better goaltending um, and just how to play the position a lot better. But honestly, like I am not surprised at all. By the results of the game last night. I'm not surprised. And no. don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, you know, I I took over 13 goals and I'm cashing in the check today. But I'm not surprised at all by this. Like doing some research. Quick note: the Oilers so far in the playoffs, 4.33 goals spo- goals scored per game. Colorado is right behind them with 4.30 goals scored per game. They're the two highest scoring teams, Mike Smith and Kemper, uh the goaltenders for each team. They haven't been playing that outstanding. They're more so just been relying on their teams having so much offense that if they just play like, you know, like an average uh, goalie, they're going to be okay. And another thing I uh, that I noticed was that Mike Smith, uh, um, in seven of their 11 playoff games that the Edmonton Oilers have played, he has given up at least three goals per game. And I saw that stat and I'm like, Colorado is going to take advantage of this. And I know Edmonton's going to score because you have McDavid and Dreisaitl, obviously. But right now, they're the two top scoring players in the NHL playoffs. They're averaging 2.17 points per game each, which is insanity. So you know they're going to score. But, you know, uh, Mike Smith, who is what, like 40 years and change now? He's no young chicken over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, he's no spring chicken. Like, I just saw those stats and I'm like, there's a good chance that Colorado drops at least three goals a game on this guy. I don't know what to expect. I really
0: don't. Like, I love to give a prediction. I love to, you know, have a take and take a stance, but I don't, I don't know. I, next game could be one nothing. It could be 50 to 60. I have no clue what's going to go on in this series. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to go seven, though. I think it's going to go far. I, I, you, what do you, what do you think? I, Edmonton's better than we think. They're obviously better than Calgary. They really have been humming. They, you know, are now tangling with another scoring giant yeah. in Colorado. I just, I don't think, I I think this is going to be a really tough series. I think it's
1: going to go seven. I have this weird thing and I can't really fully explain it, but I can't, for some reason I'm having a hard time getting behind Edmonton. They still seem fraudulent to me. I, I can't explain it. I don't know what it Why? is. I, I don't know first off i have a hard time rooting for them because of evander kane i really do like no matter he, what it's like he, he is, is such a stain fire. he is on fire a steal 12 goals 12 goals in 12 games in the playoffs i fucking hate bucks. it bucks that's all that costs and like yeah. now look they're soul too yeah but two million bucks for this dude well it's not going to matter because they're going to lose to the avalanche and then hopefully they move on from him because he's a fucking cancer but Oh, man. My, okay. My gut is telling me that Colorado is going to win this in seven. I mean, but again, I'm not surprised at all by the results that I saw last night. Like, there are some interesting steps like for Kemper, for example. He has a 2.44 goals against average, and he only has one game in the playoffs so far where he is, has allowed more than three goals. So you see that on its head and you're thinking, oh, he's playing He's playing pretty well. And in fact, if you had to pin him up against Mike Smith, you would say that Mike Smith is the lesser goalie in this series. But on the other hand, uh, Kemper has a minus 2.18 goals saved above his expected. He's actually the lowest out of all of the goalies in the NHL playoffs. So there are some like advanced statistics that show that Kemper Really hasn't been playing well at all. And Colorado is actually leading every team in the NHL playoffs in shots against. They're only allowing 27 shots against per game. That's obviously going to change against Edmonton. So, they're going to give up more shots against, which means they're going to give up more goals, but also like Edmonton hasn't been able to stop anything either. So, uh, you know, again, when I see a game that's eight to six, not surprised, but not surprised that it's the abs that won it because I think they're the better overall team. I like have three, they have more depth. I have three things to say. Yes. Uh, number
0: one is somebody who lives on social media all day long for a living. I appreciate a well thought out statistically driven argument towards making a point. That was awesome. Thank you. Um, number two, uh i still have no idea what goals saved above expected me <laughs> i will never i will never understand it you yeah. can literally sit here with a uh, like a you know, uh, a spreadsheet and a marker board and yeah. explain it to me and do nice little caricature. Yeah. I would not. Understand. You'll be
1: like I could be like Charlie Day and Always Sunny, like with the whiteboard and the loose tie, and yeah. I'm like smoking a cigarette and I haven't slept in a week. And you're like, I don't understand what you're doing. Goals saved above expected. Like as a goalie, I expect
0: to save all the goals. So like, I, my always is going to be zero. Yeah, that's what it should be technically in my yeah. head. The like, goal well, that would be the expected. best goalie of all time. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I would. I would be like, it's zero, man, it's zero. So like, you know, I don't know what that means. I don't yeah. know how you can just expect I, I expect Mike S- Smith to have a positive 40 goals above expected. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? Number three. Yeah. I forget. My I get a point. So that's, that's OK. Whatever. So yeah. I, I think I love that. I, I love the way you're thinking on this. I could easily see Colorado winning in seven. Yeah. Again, I just don't know what to expect. I I do like Edmonton. I do like this matchup of like, you know, you got Nathan McKinnon versus Connor McDavid. Yes. And then you got all these other role players that are really good and and the respectable uh, role players. Yes. I like, I really do like Edmonton. And
1: I agree with you on Evander Kane. He's a dumbass, but... There's just, I can't... Okay, I'm a, again, vibes guy, vibes podcast. My vibe with them is telling me there's something... Like, the fact that they've gotten this far, I don't know. I understand it, but at the same point in time, it feels kind of fraudulent. And I feel like this is where they get exposed.
0: Yeah. That's I, it. I, we'll see. I Man. mean, I can't wait for game two because yes. I want to, you know, what's the reaction? It's another game in Edmonton. What's going to happen? They've got to respond. They've got to win that game. If they go down 2 nothing to Colorado, it's over. <sighs>
1: Yeah, they can't go down to nothing to Colorado because they're going to be like sharks in the freaking water, man. They're going to smell blood, and they're going to go for it.
0: Okay, so to recap, I think uh, Joey and I both agree. Tampa...
1: wins against I'm the give rangers? me six I'm, I'm taking at least six because the rangers are so gritty i mean being down three one and then two nothing in their previous two series and coming back to win is such an impressive feat in its own but now you've met your maker like if i'm they, sorry
0: if they if they come in and i'm i'm channeling here mitch hedberg's bit about the three little pigs yes uh, where the, <laughs> uh, the wolf comes in and he huffs and puffs and fucks shit up yeah that's what he does um look it up he's hilarious uh rest rest in peace um I think if the Rangers come in and fuck shit up uh-huh. and make things crazy, they could win that series. But I see, I agree with Tampa. I I, I kind of want Edmonton to beat Colorado, and and I think son I'm, of a bitch. Well, I'm,
1: it's <laughs> May, May just ended, and
0: I'm, I'm and I and we're gonna talk about this here in a few minutes. But I'm starting to feel like for some reason I like this Colorado team is likable. I like the guys in this team, but at the same time, yes. I think I'm starting to awaken my own emotional kraken in, in the fact that okay. deep down in my soul as a born and raised Detroit Red Wings fan, <sighs> I still have to hate Colorado. Like, okay. And when I watch this documentary, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, yes. Um, I think it might rekindle, like I might have to be alone. I don't know. I have to like absorb it. It's going to be, it is, a, it is a very emotional thing to, to, to be a Colorado Avalanche fan, so I'm I'm on the fence. I don't know if I can root for them.
1: No, so. man. I listen. I understand. Obviously, like I didn't really grow up watching hockey, let alone rooting for the Red Wings in the middle of arguably like the most intense. He did rivalry in the history of professional sports. So I wasn't a part of that, but yeah, I don't blame you at all. I'm asking you a really quick question because we talked about it on last week's podcast. You know, I, I like off the cuff, asked you this question. I'm going to ask you again. I think you'll know your answer. Which goalie do you take? And I'm not saying like to win this series. I'm saying like, if you're building a franchise and you have your choice at Igor or Vazzy, which one do you want? And I saw something online that made me think a lot um, about how great both of these guys are. And I'll say it in a second, but I want to get your opinion. Uh, I think how, I, I think I still know your answer. How old is Vasilevsky? I, that's a good question. I'm not entirely sure. But the thing I will say is, and it's a, something that I read online and I forget, you know, and I apologize for not referencing this, but some uh, there was somebody wrote something along the lines of like, Vasilevsky is the greatest goalie of this generation and Igor is the greatest goalie in the sport at the moment. They're almost the same age.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So Vazzy is 27. Mm-hmm. Igor's 26. Okay. I'm going Vasilevsky. You're going Vasilevsky. So, you know, I, I was, if, if Igor Shosturkin. Yes. You know, cause he really just the past couple of years has made a name for himself. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's about to win the Vezina. So I would
1: say so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I,
0: but I, I would say, uh, Stanley cup champion. He is proven in the big games, mm-hmm. you know, Igor, uh, I I would, if right now I have to decide. It's Vazzy. No doubt. Zero percent doubt. I'm choosing him. Now, if the Rangers can win a cup here and they win another (sighs) cup, or if they win a cup in this run. If they win
1: a cup with this team, it's because of Igor. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of other factors that contribute. And this team is a good team. So I don't want to take away from their depth or anything like that. But this team's, I mean, the team's really good. Like, Zipin and Jod, for example, is like the third highest scoring player in the NHL playoffs right now. but, what I notice about these two goalies is that both of them start off slow in the playoffs and they both have come on really, really hot. Like, so this is why I'm excited for tonight because both these goalies are playing out of their fucking mind. Igor is a guy that he actually likes to play when a lot of pucks are coming at him because he's twitchy and he uses reflexes a lot and he kind of gets in his zone. So it's like the more you pepper him, the more he responds. Vasilevsky has six shutouts in his past seven series clinching games. That's fucking insanity. It's literal insanity. I mean, when like, when like your nuts are on the line, you put him in net and guess what? You're more than likely, you know, shutting the team out. So I'm very excited to see how this goes. Well, with the two cups that he's already won and possibly a third, he's shoe in hall of fame,
0: goaltender a million percent. So, you know, yeah. So that's our recap so far, Western conference finals, Eastern conference finals. And it's been a lot of fun watching the playoffs. Um, but, What makes it more fun is when you have some skin in the game. And that's why DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, they've got your shot to win big and enjoy the playoffs as they roll on. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. You uh, get a win, right, for your team, and that means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of bucks in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code THPN. That stands for The Hockey Podcast Network and What Lives Beneath is a proud member of THPN. So code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team. Get 150 bucks in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Twenty-one plus restrictions definitely apply. See our show notes for details. Now, Joey, before we get into um, no dumb questions, there's one note that I wanted to bring up, and that is: Did you happen to see Johnny Gaudreau's post-game uh, interview uh, press conference after the Flames lost to the Edmonton Oilers?
1: I did not, but I was the one who was making the joke tweet about being like Johnny Hockey to the Seattle Kraken. And then also like how pumped would Jeff be to have this guy come to Seattle? Exactly why I brought it up. Exactly <laughs> I started I the up. rumor on purpose just to talk a now, little shit and get the, get the wheels turning.
0: Again, because I'm a dumbass, I don't pay attention to the cap. I don't know where we stand. I know we got a lot of room to do a lot of things. Yes. And I'm just saying, man. That is a dude who is worth whatever money we can scrape up. And mm-hmm. that would, I think that would
1: electrify our team. How fast would you buy that? Would you buy that sweater?
0: In a
1: second. Yeah. Uh, I like actually, you would have it before Johnny had it. You know what I'm saying? He'd be like, what I, the fuck? If I didn't have three kids and had more disposable income, I might buy that now. Yeah. Just, just to make, make one. Talk
0: about it and have fun with that and start a campaign because, okay. That has me super pumped that we possibly could. So I'm re- I'm ready for this season to wrap up. Yes, and we see a Stanley Cup champion, so we can start thinking about the Kraken a little bit more, mm-hmm. which will be a lot of fun because I definitely miss the Seattle
1: Kraken. Which is uh, but Johnny Gaudreau, Johnny Hockey, as a Seattle Kraken player. Well, he started saying good like his goodbyes. Is that what you were referencing? Yeah. How he's like, I don't know what's going to happen. But I started saying my goodbyes. It's like, oh, you're out, of, you're out of the door. He's done. Yeah, he's, he's done. gonna
0: make he's gonna make so much money. Yeah. He's got,
1: he's a, he's a unrestricted
0: free agent. He's going to
1: make so much money. But it also bums me out because I actually like, you know, Calgary is or was a wagon. They were a lot of fun to hitch onto and root for. And I don't want to say their window is closed, but they're about no. their team's going to look very different next year. We'll see. Okay. We'll see what happens. But uh, you heard it here first. Officially, unofficially, Johnny Gaudreau <laughs> signed to the Seattle Kraken. Ronnie there you Francis. go. And listen, if it happens, you have to give us credit. This is how media works now. It doesn't matter about who's right. It's does matter about who's first. And right now we're saying it. Johnny Hockey to the Seattle Kraken. We're going to put that out there. Manifest. Uh, however that works. You just think about things and apparently it comes to you. Yep. No, i okay. getting a phone call right now. Yep. Okay, confirmed. Confirmed. That was that, that. was Ron Francis. That was
0: Ron Francis. Okay, RF. I haven't nice. seen because I know him as RF. Gotcha. That's what I call. Him. Very cool. Yeah, very, very cool. cool. All right, breaking news. All right, so <laughs> let's get it. No dumb questions. Hockey history, kind of the same thing, but yes. um, no dumb questions. This is something we do on What Lies Beneath, and uh, we we are yeah. unlike any other podcast out there to where you know they might shame you. Other podcasts that have been around for a long time. They might shame you for not knowing everything about hockey. But, you know, our podcast is all about learning about the game no matter how long this podcast goes on, um, you know, having fun. And if you don't know something, we are your source to figure it out for you. So please, at KrakenPod on Twitter, across social media, let us know. If you've got a question that you want to ask, you feel kind of dumb about it, don't because we are here to take care of you. What lies beneath has got you. So, Joey, what is this week's? question in no dumb question
1: and i'm gonna i'm going to defend this segment really quickly and say our last episode the no dumb question was why did tony d'angelo uh get booted it's one tweet we got about it no I no 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 no. no. I listen it was one tweet but like i'm going to address it because like i'm not offended by it i actually enjoyed it because it gave me a second to like defend why we do what we do because a new york rangers podcast saw us and tweeted us like do, like why would you have this question on your paw like pe- all, people really don't know
0: You you no you, we don't live in New York Rangers Yeah well land. yeah
1: one sorry I'm not freaking you know beating it to New York Rangers news all the time but hey, look
0: I'm not trying to start a beef over you, yeah. you know what I'm saying but not everybody eats sleeps breathes the New York fucking Rangers
1: okay Yeah sorry I'm not caught up on the latest Tony D'Angelo gossip motherfucker Jesus Christ. what do I want to do who's in the
0: stands Tom Cruise Oh there's another who's another celebrity that goes to the New York games and I'm seeing somebody's girlfriend I'm seeing Zimbab- uh, Zimbabwe. No, Zendaya, Zendaya. is Zendaya. always in the yeah, crowd. Yeah, who is
1: she with? Spider-Man? He's Get the, the fuck Joey out of here.
0: Over here. He's going from the podcast up there in the, in the nosebleed sections up there in the garden. What is he had Like fucking 10 cranberry vodkas?
1: How drunk is this Holy guy? Holy
0: shit, 10 cranberry vodkas. Ryan, the handicap elevator? For who is he
1: thinking he is? Louie on Easter.
0: <laughs> Holy shit, that guy takes him down. I swear to God. All right, so anyway. Anyways, they asked us
1: about that. I'm like, you know what? It provides some context. Some context. And guess what? what? That entire series, that like story of D'Angelo being a dick and the Rangers, that was a a main theme. So anyways, that's why we do what we do. Here's the question. This upcoming E60, E60 documentary that ESPN is doing on the rivalry that, by the way, sparked the most epic rant we have had to date, which is in a previous episode where Jeff just completely loses it thinking about the Red Wings versus the Avalanche. This documentary is coming up, but I noticed that at the end of it, they featured a certain individual. Oh. That individual. Wait, it, need a second. Get, yeah, let's take a second. This is serious. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, you know. no, I'm making jokes right now, but I
0: did. No, I, I know. I did. I do feel like I literally feel a charge.
1: Yeah, in my
0: body. get well, about there's, this.
1: this. This is a serious question that I posed because I you've briefly mentioned this to me before. I think even on the pod, but it's not something that I really know anything about. And when I noticed that at the end, the very end of this preview, they show an individual, Vladimir Konstantinov. Mm-hmm. And I saw the response on social media was everyone freaking out, being like, oh, my God, they got the Vladinator on this thing. What's going on? Here's my question. And I I did some research, of course, so I know the answer now, but I want you to answer it. Why did everyone freak out when Vlad showed up at the end of that documentary that he's going to be a part of it?
0: So first of all, this documentary documents one of, if not the best, most violent, most emotional rivalries in all of hockey Mm -hmm. obviously i think it's number one as a detroit red wings fan but i was in like my prime hockey fanatic stage uh a teenager 16 17 years old you know when this happened so like i was able to understand it and enjoy it and really get like
1: you know starting in 96 going to early 2000s yeah so
0: the red wings started to come out of their funk of being called the dead things in the early to mid 90s. They went to the cup finals against New Jersey in 95 Mm -hmm. and they got swept and that was the start of them being a pretty good team. So in 96, they're like supposed to be one of the best teams out there. Now the avalanche um, they had come around and they're a newer team in the league at the time, and they had started to build a super team. They were once the Quebec Nordiques. And so they've got, you know, Joe Sackick at the time, Patrick Waugh, Peter Forsberg, all these amazing players. So in the Western Conference Finals in 1996, Claude Lemieux, who is was known as a cheap-ass, dirty player, uh-huh. he runs a Red Wings player into the boards. And yes. not not the glass. So there's the half boards at the benches where there's no glass. Yeah, and from the bench where there's
1: no glass. Like, there's an edge there. If you get hit there, you're going to get your shit wrong. So
0: he was, he was, Chris Draper was kind of mucking at the puck with somebody else with his head down, kind of grinding at the puck, and his head was down over that half
1: boards. Oh, my God.
0: This dumbass comes flying in And hits him from behind and smashes his face down into that half board. So imagine like, I just took your head right now and slammed it on this hardwood
1: table. Yeah. but but It's kind of like a curb stomp, but with like with a table and I don't see it coming. And you're also flying towards me at 20 miles an hour. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it broke his jaw and an orbital, right? Like it broke his face and it broke his jaw. It just broke. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Everything. So, um, it's, it, it was crazy. And that, that was basically the emotional breaking point of the Red Wings. Red Wings lose, and the Avalanche go on to win the Stanley Cup after yes. beating them. So fast forward to next, it was either March. I don't remember if it was March or May, but they finally met again in the regular season at Joe Lou's Arena. Yes. And this is where the Red Wings took their revenge on
1: the entire team. Yes, which which was one of the biggest, if not the biggest and best fight in NHL history.
0: Oh, it, it was, it was so Claude, it all starts. If, if you, 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 you'll see it in this. You've got to watch this. Like, and I'm, this is one thing I'm not going to subject you is like, Oh, Red Wings, you got to watch this. Like, this is literally hockey history. You've got to watch this and e 60. These, these documentaries are amazing. It's going to be two hours
1: long. I'm very excited. They're
0: talking to everybody involved. Yeah. Um, they're talking to, I cannot wait to see what Claude the Mew. I don't honestly remember anything about what he said about this incident, but like talking to everybody, Steve, Iserman, Chris Draper himself, Darren McCarty, who was like the Red Wings enforcer at the time. He's the guy yeah. who when all this melee started in the springtime game after the Avs win the cup, Darren McCarty was the the Grim Reaper. Okay. He came in, which by the way, uh there there was Stu Grimson was named the Grim Reaper on the Red Wings, but he comes in as like the executioner and he just starts throttling Claude the Mew. And that l- led to a team-wide brawl yes patrick wah mike vernon are fighting each other the which goalies, the goalies skate, skate out they start they start each fighting
1: other. each other and everything's going down
0: awesome and the red wings got all of their their baggage out in that one fight and they beat the shit out of them geared them up for the playoffs and that led to the wings winning the cup in 96 97 and then repeating mm-hmm. and winning back to back in 97 98 now yes back to Vladimir Konstantinov. Yes. Vladimir Konstantinov was one of the best at the time, just like old school Russian hardcore fuck you up defenseman. Yes. Great defenseman, but will just destroy you and, like, not crack a smile. No, I saw some of
1: its hits. They are fucking terrifying. He just was huge. He was
0: solid. And what's awesome about Moritz Sider and seeing him as a Detroit Red Wings fan, you start thinking of, like, Nicholas Lidstrom, but he reminds me more of, like, a Vladdy, a Vladimir Konstantinov, Mm. who's just a brick shithouse that could take anything and give anything, and he was just amazing. So fast forward to, and the reason why it's so emotional to see Vladimir Konstantinov here. The guy in the wheelchair that you see that is paralyzed basically everywhere in his body is the Wings beat the shit out of the Avalanche literally in that game. They go on to beat them again in the playoffs. They go on to win the Stanley Cup against, I think, the Flyers and they swept them. Yeah. And they were in the middle of days after winning the Cup celebrating. It was six days after. Six days after. The players were all in a limousine and Richard Goneda is the name Fucking of the limo driver. Masked, I'll never forget it. Yeah, he's he a was piece drunk. Of shit. And
1: he was, you know, I, I mean, he's he was probably thinking he's invincible. He's parting with the Red wing. His license was already suspended too for drunk driving previously, so he shouldn't have even been driving the limo. The guy falls asleep at the wheel. He crashes into a tree. Well, it crashes into a tree. Yeah,
0: and Vladimir Konstantinov is paralyzed. All, all get out. Mm-hmm. Um, Another player, uh shoot, I can't think of his name. I, I don't know his Russian name. Another defenseman,
1: and like I'm, and, and it was a masseuse. And uh, the other guy was paralyzed from the waist down. Yeah. The other guy is like a couple cuts, and he was fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, two people were paralyzed. But Konstantinov, full body paralysis. Yeah. Yep. Um, he's spending the rest of his life getting 24 hours a day, you know, seven days a week care.
0: Yeah, and it's it's um. It's it's absolutely devastating. And he is forever entrenched in Red Wings lore. Mm-hmm. This whole thing is entrenched in Red Wings lore. Like, this will be my, like, in my summer of hockey watching, you've got the draft, you've got free agency, and I've got this. So this E60 doc is supposed to come out this June. Yeah, it's coming
1: out sometime this month. They haven't announced it. They just said literally sometime in June. And the preview, even for somebody, I can't imagine how you feel right now. I won't even try to pretend it looks fucking incredible. The one thing I have to ask you about, I noticed in the preview, do you see how there was like some sort of like a panel discussion or something? It was clearly in Detroit because everyone seen there I've seen no preview. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm going to one, you need to watch it, but there's a, there's a little clip they show where they're, they are somewhere doing like some sort of a panel. Obviously they're in Detroit or it's somewhere where it's all Detroit fans. Cause everyone is wearing a red wings Jersey. And they, and they go, okay, and coming up on the stage next is Claude Lemieux. Everybody give him a standing ovation. And everyone in the crowd is clapping for him. And I'm like, why the fuck are you clapping for Claude Lemieux? No, that's not I don't, that's right. I don't understand, but like everyone's wearing a Red Wings jersey. I'm so confused by that little clip because when they show the players, because you need to watch it. Maybe it's therapy? I won't. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they just uh, put a bunch of actors in it. It's like a, a false flag or whatever. But No one of the things I noticed and I love about the clip and I, again, I'm not going to say anything else after this cause I want you to watch it is when they show like the players quickly reacting to how they feel about the other team to this day. And their response is I fucking hate them. They're garbage. They're pieces of shit. Like they literally legitimately hit each other to this day. And I want you to watch the clip. Um, I'm sure you will in the very near future, but I got pumped up watching it. I had goosebumps. Uh, Twitter was freaking out over it. And that's why I had the uh, the question about Vladimir Konstantinov because I saw everyone freaking out. I'm like, wait, what's this guy's story? And then I start reading about it and it's heartbreak. I mean, six days after the cup. It's a crazy story. The whole
0: thing, I'm so... Excited! There's a documentary about it. You know, just putting the sad stuff aside because it really is going to be a treat for you to learn about something that is truly not just Red Wings history, but NHL hockey history. It was such a crazy time in the league when that happened, and it was league-wide stuff. So it was more than hockey. That's what makes this really awesome. I cannot wait for it. I, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make. I will live tweet that thing when it goes out. I mean, I mean, it's probably gonna be streaming, but once it's as soon as it's available, I'm gonna watch that thing, and
1: uh, I will give my review of that. So we'll talk about that in future episodes. Well, sure. I just have to like record your reaction to it. But honestly, I feel like it's gonna be so this is such an intimate moment for you. It's like, do you guys want to watch Jeff cry and then punch holes in the wall? Dude. I mean, my answer is yes. I mean, I don't know what's <laughs> gonna happen. I was, uh, I was, you know, tearing up at Garth Brooks a month ago. When you watch the the like the the two minute trailer for it, can you watch it in front of me just so I can see your reaction?
0: I. I Ah, uh, sure, sure. Let me uh, shoot. Let me fire this up real
1: quick. Wait, you're gonna do it right now? Yeah, I have to. I don't know what else to do. Okay. I mean, like, all right. So wait. I just don't know if we can have like the audio because like no, the. I'll fire the...
0: my phone and hold it up to the damn. Market.
1: Okay. Um, all right. All right. So all right. We're,
0: like we have like 600 listeners. Who cares? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and by, well, I love every single one of you. What I'm saying, like, hey, for know, a new podcast, that's pretty fucking good. Pretty fun, we appreciate every single one oh, of wait, them.
0: Here we go. The trailer. I'm gonna fire this up. This There's another trailer.
1: behind the curtain of oh, what our God, numbers look like right now.
0: It says, it says, it won't, it makes me, uh, I like the, the, I like the, uh, this contri. this video contains sensitive material. Yeah. Can you, will you watch this? Fuck yeah. I'm going to watch
1: that. Oh my God. All right. So this is Jeff live reacting to watching the trailer for the first time.
2: You know, obviously rivalry starts on the ice,
0: but if it stays there, there's not, that much I, I don't know if I can do it I really don't know if I can do it I don't know if I can do this He's
1: already freaking out
0: There's obviously a bunch of reasons why I can't, can't do it No okay yeah.
1: you, can't <laughs> it. you can't do it I'm tearing up You see it Yeah no do there's no it? Okay so yeah uh, For everyone incredible. listening I, can, I gotta go back to it Yeah I got it. I'm Just I'm, trying to I'm watch it And pace. he's literally starting to cry Hold on Oh that fucker That son of a bitch
0: That son of a bitch drapes <laughs> karma's a bitch fucker yes D-Mac. yes this is awesome all right got to i got to yeah, uh, mop it up a little bit yeah Jesus, that's going to be incredible.
1: All right. Yeah. Hey, man, Woo. I appreciate you even putting yourself, you know, through that just for our entertainment. But the the tears were real and you started getting fired up very quickly. Uh, it's so,
0: like happy tears of just like yeah. everything hits me.
1: Yeah. Do you feel like you're back in 1996, 1997? Yeah. Yeah, I got to start eating Mountain Dew and, and or drinking. You can't Mountain even Dew talk and, right now. No, I'm
0: starting drinking Mountain Dew. Just and about to start, yeah, trying to
1: eat soda. Like, holy shit, man, right, what's so going we'll on? We'll make this okay. a moment.
0: We'll find out when this is going to premiere. Yes. I don't know if they're going to do it like how they're going to do it live on ESPN or whatever, but like, let's yeah. let's look it up and figure that out. But uh, this is a little bit of a shorter podcast this episode. Um, so I will say this is I just got a text literally in the middle of this, of this episode, um, recording from my buddy Mike Kress, who says. He, he responded to my, when uh, he said, dude, eight to six garbage hockey um, this morning, I said, no arguments there. And he wrote back, really? Smith versus Kemper? That's the West
1: goaltending matchup? Jesus Christ, what a joke. And he's like, yeah, but also you're ignoring everyone else on the ice, man. Like I get where you're coming from, but you know, is he, he, he just, he just, he's no, hard, I listen, it takes, I, I love the, I like love press. it though. But here's the thing. Like I understand where he's coming from, but like one, I also think it's going to help grow the sport as bad as, you know, as whatever, whether you agree with that or not but two like we're getting the best of both worlds like look at the Eastern Conference finals and look at the Western Conference finals okay we're calling them I'll call Mike Crest here we go this is we're off the record he has no idea he's giving us free content we yeah. are officially in the depths yeah. he, he may not answer i hope he does hello hey mike what's up dude we
0: are uh i'm recording my Kraken <laughs> Hockey podcast we're talking about the playoffs literally right now as you um text me that give me your quick uh 10 second analysis of the Western Conference finals matchup between the Oilers and the um and the abs.
2: Well, if I would add to really sum it up, I would say it's going to come down to depth scoring. I think your top end six for Edmonton is really strong top plate stuff. So is you know, Colorado, but at the bottom six, you saw JT Comper contributing last night. And, uh, you know, it's going to come down to that. I think goaltending really weak point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can swear. It's okay. Yeah. It's you know. Please lay it it's on us podcast. I want to, what's your real feelings. Yeah. About tell this? us how you really feel.
2: My real feelings. Yes. I would say, uh, you got a kid around? things a fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, listen, listen, you got in the East. You got in the East, you got Igor Shesterkin, you got uh, uh, Vasilevsky. I mean, that that's top flight like, goaltending. That's like late 90s, like, like Eddie Belfour, you know, Chris Osgood good type matchups. You had you had great teams in front of them. I mean, now you got really high offense, high octane, but like these two teams are just... I mean, shot totals, I mean, shot suppression is there. I mean, a lot of times you can say, yeah, there's shots coming from the point, and guys are getting shots from the half ball and stuff like that, but I mean, Colorado was given. You can't give Drysaitl and McDavid <laughs> good looks like that. I don't care where you got it, but exactly. if your hey. best line of defense in the twine,
1: we is we got to hire Mike. Yeah, I was gonna say, holy fuck, <laughs> this is you, dude. Like you're hired for our yeah. podcast. Holy shit, way. we gotta holy find shit. we gotta find something for Mike here. Holy uh, fuck,
2: I mean, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying. But you got JT Compher back there. I mean, he's he had two goals last night. You know, Cogliano. Making contributions, but you know, with Edmonton, th- this is where like your, your invisible Jesse Pooley RV and you know, y- your, your bottom six, like Zach Cassie and guys like that, those are the guys gonna have to chip in. Because McKinnon, Landis Brandon, then you got Drysidal Kane and McDade. I mean, that's that's kind of like in back in the days, you remember like Zetterberg and Datsu going up against like Getzler Perry and Ryan. I mean, they washed out, but like we had bottom six guys that would just chip in. You had Helm, you had Drapes, you had McCarty, this is amazing. you amazing. you know, Point, a and you know, <laughs> the list went on and on. Uri Hoodler was an unsung hero in the in the late playoffs, I believe.
0: But we just started a we just started a Red Wings podcast in the middle of this, which is awesome because we were yeah. just, <laughs> we were just talking about the E sixty, uh, un, unrivaled the 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 yeah. Red Wings rivalry piece that's coming out. Dude, I watched it while we're Well, you saw it 15 seconds up. and started
1: tearing up, and then up we're like, bit. we can't do this. Oh, man. Dude, that that's that's great old school stuff. I
2: still watch stuff from back in the day, and I'll tell you something. I mean, we you we watch, dude. We used to talk all the time, but I'll tell you now, if you watch clips of him now, we didn't... You didn't know how fucking much of a thoroughbred Sergei Fedorov was. Oh, dude.
0: Oh, one of the best. One Take of the best. a
2: fucking game over. His side-to-side <laughs> movement, the guy could just weasel on a dime back and forth. I mean, you, you couldn't defend
1: them. Oh my God. I have such a like fucking I, hockey boner right I, now. <laughs> as much as I hate them, the best player
2: I saw, the most dominant player I remember in
1: my time, Peter Forsberg. Hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's a, That's, a, I, I don't know. I might have to hang up now. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> we got to rekindle our NHL 90, 94 days.
1: Uh, oh,
2: it, absolutely. Hey, you guys ever want any kind of input? Call me, because
1: I'm always one. Dude, that's, this is definitely happening again. Right. This is fucking fantastic. I've been I, I've been two podcasts in a row now. I've been reading your text messages. Uh, yeah, you know, I've been giving you shout-outs the entire time. But like, Calling you is a million times better. <laughs> All
0: right. You're a contributor now, Chris. You're officially a contributor. Yeah. And uh, we're wrapping it up. So I'll, I'll give you a shout here in a minute. I'll call you back. All right. All right. Thanks,
1: brother. Bye. 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 That, that guy guy's a fucking, fucking gem. Awesome. Holy he shit! He's awesome.
0: He's a great hockey player too.
1: Really? He's really dude. His good. knowledge is crazy. I was like, "Can you slow down, I'm trying to take notes over I, here, what? man?"
0: <laughs> I learned from watching you. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. Chris, I'm talking about Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I learned. I learned from him. God, so, I just went from great. six
1: to midnight just hearing him talk great about that dude, shit. Also, how hard was that Michigan accent? Holy. shit. Oh my god! Yeah, that accent is thick. Mine like is his a, his Michigan accent was so thick, I almost thought he was from New York. Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. His accent <laughs> is fucking guy. Oh my god! Office Midwestern I've ever heard of in my entire life. It was hardcore Midwest. <laughs> that
0: was almost Canada right there. So anyway all right well look uh, i think we just found a third
1: part to our podcast oh my god
0: playoff shit's awesome i'm super pumped yes. for
1: everything that's going on thanks to crest for contributing this might be my favorite episode we've done i'm not even Great. bullshitting like this turned no. out fam, i'm super i'm super pumped like i'm so fun. pumped yeah well thank you very much for listening really appreciate
0: you for listening and here's what uh, we would love you to do give us that review on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you might might do it uh Twitter, big time on the Twitter, at KrakenPod. You are part of the KrakenPod, so please join us. Share your feedback. Let us know what you think. And uh, we do always wrap up our episodes as we're getting ready to watch some playoff hockey tonight uh, with a chirp of the week. What is the chirp of the week? That is hockey players talking trash. Off the ice, they don't really say the craziest stuff. On the ice, it's a little different. So we'll leave you, and thanks for listening to us, with the crack and pod. What Lies Beneath Chirp of the Week.
1: What's your favorite memory of that rivalry in?
0: Be them.